It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Woke up this morning, hopped out of my bed. Only good things running through my head. Yeah, life is good today. Everything going my way. Breeze fly in the sky. Why don't we talk about it? Oh, girl, talk with Mercy. Hey y'all, it is your girl Miss Yak back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. And tonight's subject can get hmm, might get a little dicey. We'll see what you think. My next guest, Miss Gail Lynn, is a relationship coach focused on what do you do when your partner wants to have sex with another person? Huh? Or maybe you want to have sex with someone else. So maybe it was you. Now, she has a passion to empower women to make educated choices about the relationships. She has personally experienced her spouse coming to her and expressing his desire to have sex with someone else. So many people will go out and cheat on their partner when there is a better way to handle the situation. What but why? Uh, creating open and honest communication is key in these situations. Big feelings come up and maybe, you know, may, there are many people who don't know how to process them. So having someone who has no agenda and creates a space where there will be no shame or guilt is what her clients experience. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on Miss Gail Lynn. Thank you for that. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be fun. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. So this is a hot topic. It is a hot topic. (laughs) Yes, it is a hot topic because... I know for me personally, I tell my boyfriend all the time, I'm like, I don't share. Okay. <laughs> that's, Are that's you one of those little girls who didn't share her toys? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't share his toy. I'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so his toy or your toy? <laughs> hey, it depends on how you look at it. Like. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> This is a hot topic because, okay, a lot, not, I wouldn't say many of us go into relationships thinking, okay, we're going to be in a committed monogamous relationship. And then weeks, months, years later decide, you know what, let's have an open relationship. Like nobody, I don't think anybody plans to go into something like that. 
I don't think they plan to do it either, but it happens. And then there are some people who do know from the beginning, like, okay, this is what I want. And, but we'll do monogamy for a while. And then it comes back, then the topic comes back up and yeah. it's becoming more and more a thing. It really wow. is. Wow. And um, the, the thing is, is we're programmed from little, you know, when we're little girls, little boys and girls, we're programmed that uh, this is the way it should be, that it's, you know, one man, one wife tell death, do you part? I mean, we say that in our wedding vows, right? Mm -hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong. Even if you get divorced, you can still honor one another, right? Tell death, do you part? So there's that That's part. The but yeah, we're taught it, you know, the the, the movies, the um, modeling, the church, all of, all of those different belief systems really interject upon us saying this is the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And so that's our expectation. So if you do decide, let's say, OK, you're in a relationship and one of you decides, you know what, I want to try, you know, something on the other table, you know, and, and you're like, well. I don't know how I feel about that. Can you still, but, 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 but then you decide, okay, maybe just have a little snack, right? Let's say you do that. Can you really still can say that you're committed to each other? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's called ethical non-monogamy. Oh, so I didn't know there was a name for it. Right. Yeah. Or you'll hear, sometimes you'll hear consensual non-monogamy. So you're consenting to it, but the big thing is the ethical part. Okay. So you'll okay. see that you'll see the term ENM around. So when you start getting into this, you see all these different acronyms and that's what it stands for is ethical non-monogamy. So it's really being upfront that this is what you guys are engaging in. Like if you're just giving a hall pass and permission to go have sex with somebody, but it was done in a way that you communicated and everybody knows what's happening, that's the ethical part. It's just staying on the same page and not just going out and doing whatever you want. Oh, wow. Okay. So as long as my partner knows about it, then I, I should be good to go. That's, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> sometimes, okay. sometimes it happens and then feelings come up and then yeah. you have to process through those feelings. So that's the other issue. So it's like, okay, I've got my hall pass to go ahead and do this, but you know what, you know, I, I'm kind of feeling the other guy, you know, he's, stimulating me in a, you know, an intellectually in different ways that my, you know, current partner is not. So that's a whole nother ball game there. It does become a whole nother ball game because now when people open up a relationship, a lot of times they're going to set um, ag agreements or boundaries. Some of them, I call them pillars of agreements. Um, and sometimes some of those are, you know, you're not going to get emotionally involved with the other person. Right. And sometimes that's hard to do. And that's where polyamory actually comes in, where you have poly and amory, right? So many loves where you are emotionally invested in more than one person and maybe committed to more than one person. Now, I have met a few people who were in, in poly, po polyamory. I cannot talk about polygamy, polyamory. <laughs> They were in those type of relationships. I just go those type of relationships. I can't get the word out today. Um, and like I actually met one guy before my current boyfriend. I met one guy, and he said that he was in 
a relationship like that before. And he, and I asked him several questions about it. You know, he was with two women and they lived together and he said they didn't have any problem with it. And I said, I said, okay, well, is that something that you think you would want to do again? And he was like, yeah, why not? not? But for me, I guess, I, I guess it's more of a jealousy thing. It is. I, yeah, I can't imagine seeing, you know, my boyfriend kiss somebody else in front of me, let alone have sex with somebody else in front of me. Well, and if you think about it, I'm going to throw this one out. <laughs> Jealousy isn't really about the sex. It's about the self. Right. So then jealousy has a whole bunch of different layers because this is something that I work with all the time. Right. So okay. you have. um you know, that first layer that you have to get beyond, which is the belief system, right? The belief that, oh, it is supposed to only be monogamy and that's the only way it can be. So first we got to get that belief out of the out of the way and say, okay, now is it okay for you to have more than one partner or see somebody else or open the relationship? It's however you guys want to design it between the two of you, right? Mm -hmm. But then we also have to start figuring out, well, is it love or is it attachment? Right. So think about it this way. So if you have a flower, you have this beautiful flower and it's grown in the ground and you admire it and it's so pretty and beautiful um, and it's thriving. It's thriving. It's it's doing its thing. It's in the ground. But then you decide you're going to go pick it because you love it so much and you hold on to it. And then now it doesn't have the nutrients that it had in the dirt. And so what happens is eventually it dies. <laughs> right. Yeah because you had this attachment that you just wanted to hang on to it so right. hard, you know, or my other analogy is um, my, when my son was little, he was like only maybe four or five, we had hamsters, right? Mm -hmm. And he loved this baby hamster so much. And he was so attached to it that he just like squeezed it to death. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> right? Because like he thought he was so, in love with it, but he was just so attached to it that he wouldn't let it have its freedom and enjoy oh, it. No. I, I know, isn't that kind of a sad story? But it gets the point across. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. <laughs> okay, so all right. So no squeezing okay. hamsters. <laughs> right. But then you you know you actually you just added another layer to this though. Let's say okay, so you have kids, and then all of a sudden you decide to have this open relationship and whatnot. Is there like fear of your children finding out? Yeah, there is, and so you have a choice. You know, you can go about your business. Like, okay, for, <laughs> I'll tell you our story, right? So when we first started doing this, we would have date night right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm getting all ready. He's getting all ready and we're getting ready to go on our separate dates. Oh, and we wow. say to the kids, bye, we're on date night. But then we pull out with both of our cars going different ways. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and the kids were in like high school and college. And they're so, so like, what in the world? <laughs> so they're like, this is not computing. And so we actually did, um, come out to them and let them oh, know wow. what was going on because we figured why are we trying to hide this from them? you know this is something we're exploring mm -hmm. so what are we doing by trying to protect them 
um, by not being open that these are different ways of relating or being, you know, but it was because it was new to us and we were still working through it and it was still a little messy and there were a lot of feelings we were still processing through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were trying to figure out how to navigate it, but yeah, we, we eventually came out and there are, it just depends, you know, it, you guys have to decide what's right for you. I always feel the honesty is the best. Yeah. Because they learn from us. Yeah. They're learning from us every single day. And so why not this part of our life? It's just like um, when all this started and, and we ended up doing sacred, some sacred sexuality, I had the most training I had ever had around sex. Like my parents never talked to me about it. Mm. And his parents never talked to him about it. Yeah. So here we are, we're older and we're just now finding these things out. We're like, you know, there was a bunch of stuff we really didn't know. You know, we didn't know that there are different types of relationships, um, even body types and understanding different body types and different cocks and yonis and, mm -hmm. you know, how they all behave differently. Yeah. Like we learned a lot. Yeah. So when we think about it, you know, it, it, it seems like there's a lot of shame around this topic. Why? It's a part of life. It's a natural, beautiful part of life. Wow. So when you talk to couples who are, you know, trying to navigate this new territory, what do you find are the biggest fears that couples face? They end up having to go within. Like, you know, like with the jealousy I was talking about, it's not really about the sex. It's more about the self. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, you know, I'll speak more to me than my, my clients. And for me, it was, I, my self-worth was at like, why, why am I not enough? I don't right. understand. I've been here. I've raised the kids. We do the business and all of a sudden I'm not good enough. Right. You no, know? but I get it. I, the dynamics that were happening in our life, I, I understand. Cause it was, it wasn't just, it, there was a bunch of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. kids and personally and business. And I was checked out of the bedroom. He was under stress. He was wanting to have more sex and he had never been with anybody else. Oh, never. Cause we were strongly in the church. And so it was, you know, you don't have sex before you get married. Um, and we did. And then we got shame and guilt for that. So then we had to get married. Oh and my goodness. Okay. So he never had the opportunity to play before he got married where I did. Cause I was, I didn't really get into the church until I met him. And then I started going with him. Gotcha. So yeah. Um, wow. So I, okay. So I can kind of see his, where he's coming from in that sense, the whole, he didn't get to sow his, his, you know, oats and whatnot. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what they always taught us to, you know, to do that. You have to wait till marriage, wait till marriage, wait till marriage. And I initially, you know, I know when I was younger, that was my initial plan was to wait till I got married and whatnot. And then peer pressure came along and a couple of fast tail girls in, in school, you know, convinced me that, no, you should go ahead and do it early. So I, I did. Um, but I, I, I mean, I regret who I gave my virginity to, to this day. But I can relate in the sense that, okay, being sexually active prior to marriage gave me the opportunity to understand what I do and don't like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, whether it be, you know, different positions, uh, different toys, lingerie, uh, different sizes um, and so forth, that it gave me the opportunity to be able to explore that. So now that since you actually did have a chance to explore that prior to marriage and then when he brought this to the table for you, I mean, how did you feel? Oh, it still hit me because we were so steeped in the church at the time that it was going against all the belief systems that, you know, the religion espouses. Mm -hmm. And then you'll also have this um, safety and security that we're so programmed with, right? You got to be safe and secure. Well, now my nest is kind of, I felt threatened because maybe he doesn't want me anymore, but does this mean he's leaving me? Does it, you know, all these things start coming, come flooding in. And I can tell you, I went to my closet and I cried. It wasn't like, oh, okay, you want to have sex with somebody right. else? No, I like freaked out. <laughs> I had emotions like everywhere. What's that? So it's like a slap in the face. It did. It felt like a slap in the face. And, uh, you know, so I had to actually get through my, myself first, mm -hmm. then I was able to come back and say, okay, what's going on with me? What's going on with him? Let's kind of get down to the root of this. And then we started by actually kicking up the intimacy just between us because it wasn't really going on at the time. And that really helped, but it still came back around. He still had this desire to, um, you know, play with other people. So mm -hmm. that's when, you know, I said, okay, that's, let's just figure this out. And so that's when we decided to open the marriage. So since both of you were so heavily involved in the church, how does it, has your relationship changed since being, becoming open? Uh, we are not actively involved in the church anymore. <laughs> so, mm. um, and that was starting to actually wane out. Like there were a lot of other, um, belief systems that we were also kind of wrestling with in between us, especially me. And so we really started to break down um, a lot of the shame and guilt that we felt. Like it, a lot of stuff was really, you know, just had all of those undertones and it was like, okay, is that the way things really are? Mm -hmm. And so I had to really look at my belief systems and what do I really believe and start breaking those down. So I think it was a matter of that process was already taking happening for, for me and for him within the church. And then this was just like another aspect. Okay. So to, in order to be successful at this, would you, would it be easier to have like just one night stands or be, are you actually emotionally involved with another person on the side? It depends. It, again, it it's the core partnership that's going to start defining it and, and it's going to evolve, right? Mm -hmm. So it might look one way for a time period and then, okay, some feelings start coming in and then you need to discuss that and mm -hmm. say, okay, how are we going to handle that? And then you just kind of slowly continue to communicate to move through the process. But the communication is the most important thing. This, uh, lifestyle, if you want to call it that, um, or just the way of non-monogamy, it usually calls for a lot more communication. And when the communication is there, it also helps the jealousy to not be there. 
because there's not any wandering or envy, you know, you can kind of um, get those under control. Wow. So, and then once you do have these relate these other relationships and whatnot, I, I would imagine you're like, oh, that's that was that's something new. And then you come home and like, hey, let's try this. Well, and that's that's going to be between the two people. <laughs> you know, for a lot of people, they go out and they do, you know, they have sex with somebody else. They come back. And usually uh, one of the best ways to reconnect is to have sex again together. And usually they're pretty charged at that point because they've had these other experiences. And some people do like to share their experiences. And some people are like, don't tell me about it. So, you know, it just depends on where you're at personally. But I think if you can just openly and honestly say, you know, I really did. I enjoyed this. This is something I've never experienced before. Maybe, you know, then you start trying it and it amps up that sex life. So it's, wow. it can be it can be very fun. And two, you're talking um, when you first meet somebody new, there's uh, a lot of new relationship energy there. So there's kind of a, a fun little charge. Right. That happens and it, it spices things up, especially if you've been married for a long time. Wow. So how did your children react to this? <laughs> they just stared at us. They're just like, okay. Wow. <laughs> you know, they didn't really say anything besides we just want you guys to be happy. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's good. They some of them were very supportive. Yeah, they were. Okay. I, I don't know that they. I think they're still watching and seeing, like, okay, you know, is this something I want? Is it not something I want? You know, and that's where they get to decide. They get to choose. And and there's different phases in our life, different chapters, mm -hmm. where we get a chance to, you know, play with these different things. Wow! Wow! So. I'm still trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and a lot of people, so there's the lifestyle too, which is like swingers. Right. So a lot of times, you know, that's the way couples will approach it is to just, you know, go, you know, get on one of the swinging dating sites and find other people and do some swapping. Or there's different clubs that are out there that are lifestyle clubs where you can go and meet other people and have fun and play. Wow. So there's different ways. There's a lot of different ways you can approach it. You don't have to go separately. You can actually do it together. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, oftentimes you're going to see your partner with somebody else. And that's where you get to see, okay, what kind of space am I going to be in? Am I going to, you know, the opposite of jealousy is actually called compersion. And that's where you have joy for your spouse that they are happy, that they're having sex and they they're happy and they're elated so and that can translate into anything in life that you're just happy that your spouse is happy that they're enjoying life and when you can get into that space then seeing your spouse have sex with somebody else it's not a big deal wow so i guess in a sense it's kind of like the, the old saying that I've heard in you know TV shows and whatnot, you're almost kind of like building your perfect spouse in a sense, because you have, let's say, the 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 financial support and 
maybe some, you know, the, the familial per person at home, but then you can get a little bit of something else from this person or something else from this person or whatnot. And, you know, because you're able to dip and dab, it's like you have the perfect mate almost. That's, that's how I look at my life. Okay. <laughs> because here's the other thing is like, sometimes we think that we can be everything for our partner. Mm -hmm. And it's almost unrealistic if you think about it. Like we even have girlfriends that we go do stuff with that maybe our partner doesn't want to do, right? Because shopping or, you know, like right. mine was like, he couldn't go to a mall because he used to get MES, mall exhaustion syndrome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is what I called it. <laughs> Where he had to find the closest bar to go to while I finished shopping. <laughs> Right. So then, but then I found other partners, but you know, so then typically you might go with a girlfriend or maybe a kiddo or, you know, something like that. Well, if you think of it, life is really like that. Sometimes um, different people are like mirrors for us. We get to learn different aspects of ourselves through these other relationships. And that's not just sexual relationships, that's family, that's work relationships, it's everything. You get to discover a new aspect of you. How are you showing up in that relationship? What's different than how you show up in this relationship? You know, so you can really learn a lot about yourself. And I think it's it's fun. Wow. And then I guess, you know, it also, I mean, what 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 about, you know, let's say I want to step out, but I want to do same sex partners. Yeah. You know, I'm married to a guy, but you know what? I I, I want to go, you know, see what she has to offer. You know, yeah, happens all the time. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, in fact, I I just um, I was on another podcast where the couple came on, um, and they were sharing their experience of an open relationship, mm -hmm. and for them, they would only bring another woman into the bedroom, and the wife always picked who it was. Okay, so it was always up to her. That was just the way their their agreement because it always worked out better if if she was the one that picked the person and and so it was always just the three it was the three of them but it was always a female he didn't want another man in the bed oh okay yeah okay i've, I've kind of i've heard had had conversations with guys like that as well so that kind of makes sense to me a, a lot of guys they don't want to be um hitting swords um <laughs> 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 so, so it's their preference as well to have another female in, in the mix. And I guess, I don't know, I think women seem to be more accepting of same-sex, you know, um, relations to me. Is yeah, that what you find we're as more well? nurturers, you know, we just have that more nurturing quality to us. And wow. so, yeah, I think, I think so. Cause like, I'm not bi, um, but if I, you know, if there's another woman there, I can still be nurturing. Okay. okay. In a way, you know, but there's, uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of the lifestyle clubs will do couples and then single women. Like there's very few single men because a lot, a lot of play happens between three. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, oh my goodness. So my viewers, like I could go, I have tons of questions here. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we could always do part two. And we might have to, we might have to, uh, for my viewers who are watching on my YouTube channel, as you can see below, I've got her website down there. 
uh, relationshipsevolving.com. Please stop by, check her out, learn some more about this wonderful topic here because I am thoroughly intrigued um, by all that we've discussed today. I'm also going to share with you guys her um, Instagram handle, all right? So follow her on IG, all right? Relationships underscore evolving. So go ahead and check her out. This is Miss Gail <laughs> Lynn, all right? Um, goodness gracious. So I'm just, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to have to have you come back on. We have to have a part two because I am so like perplexed by this whole situation and like i've watched several shows on like um polyamory type relationships and marriages and and, and so forth and just kind of like i'm just intrigued by how it all works and you know because i've seen some where they show you know where they have the several wives or i've even seen one where it was several husbands you know, a wife and several husbands, which which I thought was like, wow. <laughs> so, right? You could have one for taking the garbage out, one for landscaping, <laughs> one for the pool boy. <laughs> yes, I said, oh my goodness, wow. I was like, really? And I'm like, and they're not getting jealous because typically men get more jealous than women. You know, and I'm like, how does that work? There's a lot of guys out there that are, that are cool with it. Wow. So, yeah, we... Miss Gail, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, we're going to, yeah. Okay. So, oh my goodness. All right. That's all we had time for tonight, my friends. Um, again, this is your girl, Miss Yak with Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Tune in every Tuesdays and Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, for your, oh my goodness, for your dose of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. This has been a pleasure having you on uh, Miss Gail. So again, you guys, her Instagram handle is right there. Relationships underscore evolving, or go ahead and check out her website at relationshipsevolving.com. All right. Find out more about her and this lifestyle. Hey, you may be interested in starting, you know, living this lifestyle. Maybe you're already living this lifestyle. You just have, you know, a couple of questions or whatnot. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's things that need to be tweaked. <laughs> exactly. You know, Maybe, you know, he just wouldn't hit it right that night. And, you know, he might need some little pointers here or there. Okay. So. We can do that too. <laughs> so y'all tune in for next time. Again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. This is your girl, Miss Yak, with our special guest tonight, Miss Gail Lynn. All right. Until next time, y'all be good now. Bye.